Yes team, how's it going? This is episode 28 of The Modern Day Leader. I can't believe that this is episode 28. It only feels like yesterday that I was starting the podcast. And one of my goals this year is to do a podcast every single week. It's a commitment that I've got to myself and also to you guys as well. So yeah, there should be 52 podcasts going live this year. Obviously, I've already done, I think, about four or five so far this year. But I'm going to be doing one every single week. And that is, yeah, it's one of my goals. And I think, you know, when I look back, even when I started LEP Fitness, I think it was about two years into starting LEP Fitness, and I made a commitment to writing a blog on my website every single week. And some weeks I wrote two or three articles, just loved it. And I didn't think that anybody would read them. It was just sharing stuff similar to what I share on the podcast, nutrition, um, training, like different workouts, like different things on mindset, psychology, client results, all that kind of stuff that I kind of share on the podcast. And um, yeah, it ended up, there was a thousand articles. I think there's, even to this day, there's a thousand articles on the LEP Fitness website. And even to this day, the website gets about seven to 8,000 hits per month, which, which is amazing. So people still read the articles that I wrote pretty much like 10 years ago now. And it just goes to show that consistency pays off. And this is something that I talk to the guys that I coach all the time. It's something that I remind myself of. If you consistently turn up, if you consistently put in the work, you do your workouts, you, you, you work towards things that you want to improve on, over time, it's pretty impossible not to reap the rewards if you keep showing up. And if you can enjoy the process, you know, each, each blog that you write or each workout that you do, then... If you can fall in love with the process, then the results are, are a nice added bonus. But yeah, um, it's just something that I wanted to share. But anyway, today's episode, I wanted to talk about the power of an evening routine. And the episode title is The Power of an Evening Routine, Why Winning the Evening is More Important Than Winning the Morning. And I'm also going to be sharing eight hacks that I use to make sure that I have a really good evening that sets me up for the next day. Because one thing I see a lot of is people focusing on morning routines. And I actually recorded an episode on this. I think it was just before Christmas about the power of morning routines. And don't get me wrong, they're really important. You know, I see all these guys, and I've, I've been guilty of it myself, where you're waking up, you're doing your ice baths, you're doing your meditation, you're doing some like reading, like some personal development or whatever it may be. But then at the same time, I also see a lot of guys that are not sleeping very well. They're waking up tired, stressed. They're putting themselves under a lot of pressure right from the moment they get up, i.e. five, six o'clock in the morning. They work a full day. And it's almost like, even though it's coming from a good place, that the morning routine is actually creating more stress and tension in some cases, as opposed to if you were just to stay in bed for an extra half an hour and actually get a good night's sleep. And again, I'm going to delve into this. So hopefully if you, by listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you context. I'm not saying that morning routines aren't important. They are. I still have a morning routine. But I personally think that actually how you switch off, how you relax in the evening is what's going to determine whether you sleep well, whether you wake up refreshed and recharged. And obviously good sleep is going to impact everything you do from how effective your morning routine is, how productive you are at work. Because if you're sleeping for four to five hours a night, you can do it for a certain period of time. And I don't care who you are, you've got maybe a couple of years in you at most before you then start to burn out and you start to actually go backwards. So yeah, in this episode, I'm going to talk about eight things that I do to help me switch off in the evening, to help me relax, and help me to set myself up for the next day. Because how you end your day, how you sleep, is what's ultimately going to determine your success going into the next day. So here are the eight things that I do. The number one thing that I do is I create an end to my working day. So I will finish most of the time at seven o'clock in the evening. Sometimes it might go to 7.30, but probably 80% of the time I'm finished for seven o'clock. And I work from home. Like I've got an online coaching business. 
And I know a lot of my clients that I coach, they work from home as well. And even if you work at an office and you come out of the office at six o'clock, there's a high likelihood that you've still got things on your mind. You're still potentially answering emails in your head at eight o'clock at night. You're still on your phone, maybe checking work messages, like waiting to hear from your boss. And I also think like in this day and age, we are so connected all the time. We could literally be working 24 hours a day if we were allowed to do that. You have to have a lot of coffee and a lot of those energy drinks. But you get what I'm saying, like it's very difficult to disconnect. Whereas in back in the day, I'm talking about my mum and dad's generation and my grand's generation. When you left work, you left work. And if somebody rang you after six o'clock, you knew it was probably a family emergency or something really important. Whereas in nowadays, anybody can contact you anytime. So what I do is I have an endpoint at seven o'clock, nobody can get hold of me. Like literally nobody can get hold of me. I have a I have a work phone, I have a personal phone. So I still obviously have access to my personal phone just for family stuff. And if Sally was to, was to need me, she'd say she was to go away. But my work phone goes off and it doesn't come back on till seven o'clock in the morning. So from seven at night till seven in the morning, there's a 12 hour gap where I finish. And what, one thing I do is I've got a sign on my office that says open and close like a shop, right? And I... Once I finish at seven o'clock, I close it. I don't go back in. I don't check any emails. I don't do any more work. That is when I finish. So actually having an endpoint. And for some people, like you might want to finish at eight o'clock. You might want to finish at half eight. But for me, I think half seven is great because I like to go to sleep about kind of like nine, 10 o'clock. And I find that I need a couple of hours just to chill out. And my mind is still racing. Like I'm still potentially sometimes thinking about work, but I'm not responding. I'm not reacting. I'm not letting any new stimulus come off. So that, that's the reason why I do it. The second thing I do is, and I've kind of just mentioned this briefly, is I log off from work. So I, I put a sign on my office, I say it's closed, the phone goes away, there's no social media, there's no messages, and it's literally like I've gone back in time. So actually, one, having a set point at which I finish, and then the second thing is actually just coming out of work and just recognising that if I can't come away from technology for 12 hours, I don't have a life. I am, I'm, I'm a slave to technology and I'm a slave to my work. And also that if I'm leaking energy, if I'm constantly on all the time, there's going to come a period of time where my energy starts to diminish. And therefore, that's going to impact how I show up each day, how I show up for my wife, how I show up for my kids and how I show up for my clients. So my life is going to be worse if I don't actually have a point at which I kind of hibernate, go into a cave and just rest, recharge the batteries and just allow myself that space to be able to relax. The third thing that I do is I plan my next day. So some people like to wake up and plan the day. I like to plan my day the night before because I'm a big believer that if you plan stuff and then relax and go to sleep, you actually have more ideas. And I would rather go to bed knowing what I need to do tomorrow as opposed to waking up. You know, sometimes, you know what it's like, you might have a bit of a bad night's sleep. You might feel a little bit slow and sluggish. You don't necessarily, in my opinion, want to make your best decisions in the morning. You need to give yourself maybe 30 to 60 minutes to wake up. So again, it's not something that I want to put pressure on myself to do. So what I do is towards the end of the day, so this might be any time from like five o'clock at night and seven o'clock at night, I plan out my next day. I have weekly goals, I have monthly goals, but let, let's say like I'm looking at tomorrow, I'll know, right, this is when I'm training. This is when I'm answering client messages. So there's usually two parts in the day where I respond to client messages to make sure everybody's winning and they've got the help that they need. But then there'll be like a five hour, six hour gap during the day where I won't respond to emails or messages. And I'm focusing on, you know, building the business, building plans for clients, you know, creating content, creating resources, actually like coming out of the responsiveness and actually focusing on building and the creation side rather than constantly kind of being reactive. So I, I plan the day. I know when I'm getting back to clients. I know when I'm working on certain tasks. I know when I'm taking certain calls. I know when I'm finishing for the day, when I'm doing my workouts and I plan everything out pretty much to the hour 
And I also plan in like a little bit of slack time as well, like maybe one to two hours a day where I know that a task might overrun. Or actually, you know, I always like to go for a walk. I like to have an hour throughout the day where I can just plod for a 30 to 40 minute walk. I can sit down and relax and enjoy my lunch. So I'm designing my life as opposed to letting other people design my life. So that's another thing that helps me massively. And even if you're employed and you're working at a job, you can still think, right, well, how do I plan my day? This is when I'm going to get back to my emails. This is when I'm going to focus on this presentation. This is when I'm going to go for my lunch. And for my lunch, I'm going to go outside for a walk. I'm going to get a meal deal from Tesco's or wherever it may be. Like you either design your life or somebody else is designing it for you. And I'd rather take control of my time and my life and uh, my own kind of personal happiness and circumstances. And by just planning the next day, I just go to bed and I'm relaxed. I know I can just chill. I know what I've got to do tomorrow. And I just rinse and repeat that process. The fourth thing is I will do a brain dump. Now, I don't do this every single day because it's not always necessary. But if I've got a very active mind, if quite a lot of things have happened during the day, if my mind is just racing and racing and racing, which can happen quite a lot, I've got like a journal and it's just called a brain dump pad. And I'll just write everything down. Like if there's anything that I think I need to do tomorrow or like I've got an idea for a post, but I know that I don't want to work past seven o'clock, I'll just write it in a diary. If there's a way that I want to handle a certain situation, I'll write it down and I'll keep my my brain dump It might only be like two or three minutes and I'll also keep the book downstairs so that if I'm watching TV and then all of a sudden I get this, you know, burst of inspiration, I've got a great idea for the business and I don't want to let it go because there's a high likelihood that it will go by the next day, I will just keep that in a diary. And I stole that from Richard Branson. He, uh, I believe, still to this day, he still takes a notepad around with him, just writing down ideas. And I think just being able to brain dump, get things off your mind onto paper, you know that you can always return to that piece of paper rather than trying to store everything in your head. So for me, it allows me to box off my thoughts, get things down on paper, and uh, just helps me relax. The fifth thing that I do is I'll take like a warm bath or a shower. Now, I know not everybody has baths. I'm amazed at how many times I, you know, have this kind of similar conversation about helping clients with the sleep. And so many people don't have baths. They just prefer showers or the house doesn't have a bath anymore. But I grew up, you know, with baths. Like, that's what we used to do. We had to have a bath in the morning and a bath in, in the evening. And I realized that that was probably a bit weird compared to most people. But for me, like, a bath is just amazing. Like, putting some Epsom salts in, putting some Radox, it helps my muscles relax. It helps my mind to kind of slow down. Um, so I'm a big fan in, like, exposing yourself to something hot a couple of hours before bed because it actually helps you relax it helps your mindset helps everything uh, just kind of settle down and it also promotes sleep as well because it increases your body temperature but then once you get out of the bath your body temperature drops and uh, yeah basically the body temperature dropping is, is is a good way to help you get into sleep so it helps with sleep it's also a nice thing I look forward to the end of the day putting like a hot bubble bath on and just sitting it for 10 minutes I kind of give myself a pat on the back well done you know you've completed another day let's just chill like you, you've earned this rest so for me having a nice warm shower or bath is something that helps me kind of switch off from the day and almost celebrate well done you deserve to rest now you've you've gone out to work and you deserve this rest so it's almost like an acknowledgement as well the sixth thing I'll do is, and I've spoken about this before on the sleep podcast which I did which was episode two which believe it or not is still to this day the most popular podcast that I've done and it's, I've talked about dimming down the lights, like making the house dark, like make it relaxing. 
You ever been to like a hotel or a spa and it's like meditation music going and everything's dark and then within like 30 minutes you just feel zen, you feel relaxed, you feel like you can handle any situation and again what it's doing is it's creating a safe space for yourself just to be able to switch off and relax. So I will not put any big lights on, I will just use like candles, we've got these like LED candles that, that Sally absolutely loves, I have no idea where she got them from but we, we will have like candles on in the house and low lit lamps so our lounge is very very dark. Um, and again, the darker, the more it's going to help you relax and unwind. You know, our bodies are designed to sleep in darkness. If you've got bright lights on, if you're looking at your phone every five minutes, it's the equivalent of like going outside in the sunshine. Like you're not going to feel tired if you kept doing it. So just dimming down the lights in the house just helps me switch off. You know, that combined with having a bath almost calms my mind, calms my body. The seventh thing I do is that I will kind of switch gears. I'll, I'll, I'll go from being having like very active mind when it comes to business and, and stuff like that to like channeling my mind into something else. So for me, I love watching football. Like football is just amazing because it's like watching modern day warfare, but obviously in a healthy and constructive way. And I love football. Like I'll watch any game of football to be honest as long as it's on TV. And that's what I like to do to, to switch off and relax. Or I might read like a book not work-related, like I don't read anything health and fitness, I don't read anything to do with business or psychology. It might be like a fictitious book or it's just something that I'm, I'm taking an interest in. Or I'll watch some Netflix with Sally, like maybe for an hour. But again, having like a TV show or an event like football to look forward to at the end of the day is really, really important because if you're saying you stop your day at 7 or 8 o'clock at night but, but you haven't got anything else and you're used to just spending your evening on social media, scrolling, getting up for a snack here and there, then you've got to replace that habit with something else. So have something that you're looking forward to, a Netflix show, a book, um, a nice bubble bath with some like music or whatever it may be, or to work on a project that you might not necessarily get time to work on. If you like playing a musical instrument, maybe you could play the musical instrument. I'm just thinking in my head out loud, I'm laughing at my old joke here, but just imagining some of you guys getting a drum kit at nine o'clock at night, just smashing the heck out of these drums and uh, cheesing off all your neighbours. But you get what I'm saying? Like, just you've got to find something else outside of like scrolling your phone or thinking about work. You've got to create, you've got that space. Think how wonderful it is, like from potentially seven, eight o'clock at night, you have two hours of time to create and build and to focus on yourself, to do whatever you want outside of this reactive world that we live in. And then the eighth and final thing, guys, is I set my alarm for 6.30. That's pretty much seven days a week because routine is absolutely key. And I pretty much go to bed at night, like nine between 9 and 10 o'clock at night. And I stick to that seven days a week. And I appreciate not everybody can do that. You've got shifts and stuff like that and kids. And, you know, I know what it's like. I've got two kids myself. So it's not always guaranteed that I'm going to have a, a peaceful night's sleep. But I like to wake up at 6.30. I like to go to bed between 9 and 10. Um, and if you look at, like, kids, like, kids sleep like clockwork. Like our kids have a routine even to this day. They have the tea, um, they go up to the bath, we, we do a story, and then literally within about 10 seconds, click your fingers, they've gone to sleep. And us adults, even though we're adults, we still need a routine. And if our routine is here, there, and everywhere, you know, one minute we're watching Netflix, then we're having a snack, then we're checking social media, then we look at the clock, and it's like, shit, it's 10 past 11, and then we go to bed and our mind's racing, and then before you know it, it's one o'clock, and then before you know it, you're waking up five, six o'clock in the morning, and you've not rested properly. So I cannot stress the importance of having an evening routine. And what I've tried to do today is just share what works for me, 
And I, I guarantee that even if you were just to apply a handful of some of the things that I've suggested, it's going to make a big, big difference. So yeah, just to quickly recap, guys, eight things that I do. One is I create an end to my day. Like this is when I'm going to be finishing and I stick to it. Two, I log off from work. I put my work phone away and I don't go on social media. I don't go on emails, anything that's going to make me react, the news, anything that's going to put like kind of like thoughts or like change my state in potentially a negative way or even a positive way, I stay away from. Three, I plan my next day. I go to bed with clarity, knowing what the tasks are for the day, work-related, fitness-related, when I'm spending time with the family, when I'm going on my walks, I'm designing my life. I'm not letting somebody else design it for me. For brain dump, if I need to kind of just express my racing mind, get it down onto paper and don't be afraid of having like a journal where you write down ideas because what you'll notice is by creating more space, you'll actually be more creative. You'll start to think, you're starting to create space for new and exciting things, guys. So having something just to jot that down rather than going back onto your phone, something that helps me enormously. The fifth thing, take a bath or a shower. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes like nice hot water. Relax the body relax the mind. Sixth thing is make your house dark, candles, lights, make it like a really relaxing, try and make your house almost like a spa, get comfortable, get warm, let your body just sit down and relax. Seventh thing is having something to look forward to in the evening. For me, it's football or reading a book, but have something to replace the current routine that you've got, something that doesn't rely on social media or necessarily like, you know, lots of kind of external stimulation. The eighth thing is setting an alarm, get up at a certain time, try and go to bed at a certain time as well. I promise you guys, if you nail the evenings, watch what happens. Watch how you create space. Watch your creativity. Watch your sleep. And then notice the next day how you're showing up, how you're training in the gym, how you're showing up as a husband or a partner, how you are operating at work, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take things to the next level. So hope you found that episode helpful, guys. As always, I love it. Like every single week, I pretty much get messages from people that listen to the podcast. And it, it's just amazing. You know, I know the people that listen to it. I can see like the analytics of, of who's listening, but not the person that's necessarily listening. But I know that the same people kind of each week reach out and I absolutely love it. It means the world to me. So uh, yeah, if you've benefited from this podcast, let me know. And also let me know what the biggest takeaway is. Like what's one thing from the podcast that you listen to today that you're going to go, away action and implement thanks so much guys and i'll see you on the next episode of the modern day leader